A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Sex with Charlie and Nina. How are you doing, Nines? I'm I'm fucking smashing it today. You are, aren't you? I am. I'm a I'm a barber today. Not just today, but now forever. Congratulations. Um, Well done. Thanks. Um, This podcast may be a little bit wobbly because we are celebrating. Yes. So apologies. Nina is a barber. Charlie is drunk. Yeah. Nina is also a drunk barber, but not at the same time. But we are joined by a guest today. Fleming Gray. Woo! Yeah. Hello. He is an amputee, friend of the podcast, and mental health advocate. Hello, Stuart. Hello, you all right? <laughs> yeah, doing good, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on. Come on, cheers for having me. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. So you dropped us a message a little while ago and said that we should do an episode um, about um, disabilities and sex because yeah. it's hilarious. It can be. <laughs> yeah. And it's different. One. Yeah. Yeah, I've got more than one disability, so it's kind of, I've got other All right, show off. Someone's doing well, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm special. <laughs> yeah, well, we we sort of had a little think about it and... We thought, who could we ask to talk about sex and uh, disability? And when we actually thought about it, we thought, we'll come right to the source. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we even that... thought about it, to yeah. be honest with you. Why didn't we just straight away be yeah. like, yeah, come on. I'm only a new amputee. It's only been like nine months. So, like... you're, the po- you're the poster boy for us, really, <laughs> oh, of amputation. <laughs> I know Stu and Chris have had Stacey Paris on. She's a double leg amputee. And like, I mean, yeah, but who's sexier, really? She is, like, by a million miles. <laughs> oh, no. I saw a um, I saw a picture that you did with one of those, like, old, like, filters on. Oh, the old man face? Yeah. And I thought, fucking hell, all right. I know, I was proud of that one. I looked, it even looks at my beard. I was like, that looks strong. Well great. hot as an old person. <laughs> Thank you. I can't. I can't. I'm 36, so I'm already going grey. But like, I hide it under the hood. <laughs> I'm already yeah. going grey. There is not a single hair on this man's head. Can I just? There is a little bit. There's a little bit going on. <laughs> so, right. So you're new. You're new to the amputee scene, um, and yeah. you've been doing sort of. We've been kind of keeping track of your journey because you've been following the podcast for a little while. Um, and you are doing your bit for mental health, men's mental health, especially. Um, do you, can you tell us a little bit more about that, what you've been up to? Um, so I had my December 2020, the last time um, I, went, I wanted to go to sleep. Uh, and then two weeks later, they told me I'm having my surgery, the yeah, amputation surgery. And I was from that day gradually got stronger and stronger and the second my leg was off there's like a whole new dude come out and I wanted to spread I wanted just to tell people that 
Like, it's all right to fail. It's all right to fall. It's all right to cry. It's all right to feel sad. It's all right to do all these things. As long as you just get it out, just get it out of your head. Because I didn't get it out of my head for years and think of what I almost did when I've had, when I've got, when I had two kids at that time. I've still got two kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't bear thinking about it. So if I can help other people not feel like me and how I did, then I'll do that. Yeah. Really. It's, it, it is so important. And like um, this week has been Mental Health Week, actually, hasn't it? Obviously, this won't come out now until a little bit further along. Um, so there has been like a massive spotlight on that. And you don't um, consider it, I don't think. Like when, you, when you're talking about mental health as like someone who has uh, who doesn't have a disability, you don't really take it into consideration you think that, well, you've had this amputation, it's going to improve your life because you are obviously living in, in pain or some sort of discomfort and there's a reason that this is happening. So you yeah. talk about it from a privileged position. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really privileged. So I chose to be this way. A lot of the amputees I speak to in the charity I work with, they didn't have that choice and the parents of the kids didn't really have that choice. Whereas I skipped to surgery, listened to Slayer, because it was the last time I was going to use my own two feet ever yeah. again. And I thought, might as well make it nice. So I skipped. Um, and yeah, so I woke up. And one of the first, after I realised I wasn't dead, one of the first things I said was, I'm going to climb mountains and I'm going to touch the clouds. And that's what I did start of April. Yeah, and, you did. You climbed um, around uh, Devil's Kitchen, didn't you? Yeah, that was hard. I said, yeah, it was hard, but. There was, as you're going up, people, people are really friendly to you. They offer you nice messages. They say, I can't believe you're doing it, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, well, there's a bloke with no legs behind me. So like, he's doing like, that too, better than me. Yeah. So I kind of, I like the praise and I used it, but I try to shun it off as much as possible onto other people that are doing better things than me at this moment. That like, in the future, I'll do what they're doing. But for now, I'm doing nothing special. I'm just doing what they're doing. I think you're being very humble. I don't yeah. think I could walk anywhere. I've got two working legs. I'm just fucking knackered. It's just yeah. that bit in your mind. You just, you got to push yourself. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Well, you know, you're doing loads of great things and you are pushing yourself. And like I say, you are an advocate for mental health and it's really, really important. But what we really want to know is about your sex life. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> um, it's like, I don't know. I don't know what the average span is in marriages of, I don't want to be married for 10 years. So wow. I don't know what, I don't know. I, it shocks me most of the time as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't really, I don't know what the average is. It depends if my wife's busy with her uni work, depends if she's yeah. got time off, it depends how busy work is, it depends how much of an arsehole the kids are being. Yeah. Um, oh, should like, we talk? Should we really be talking to her about your sex life? Really? <laughs> I, uh, I'm I'm good to go. Whatever she is, that's what I always say. <laughs> I, I, I'm easy. I'm easy. And did you do you did you find that it like affected your sex life, or did you think it added like a little bit of spice to it? Um, because some people would bring in like a second person, or like try a new position, or 
you know, bring in some sex toys. But like, I mean, technically, if you felt like a new man, like maybe you felt like a new man. I, I, I don't know if I said that one. To me, <laughs> no, for me, it's just trying to, like the basic positions aren't as easy. It's like, even I didn't realise how difficult it would be because I've only got one foot to kind of dig into the sofa, dig into the bed. And I've only got kind of, yeah, because I've got, I've got to switch my weight around a bit more. Yeah. In order to kind of do it that way. But it's just a learning curve, isn't it? So I'm only 36, so we've got plenty of years to learn. Oh, yeah. But when you first got into it, did you find that you felt a little bit like almost like seasick where you had to kind of, you know, was it kind of like learning like, a new thing like learning how to walk yeah it's kind of you have to learn to fuck again (laughs) yeah kind of it's just yeah it's just yeah learning how to switch your body and i was just excited to have sex again just (laughs) i like having sex it doesn't matter if it's i've had it an hour ago i'm so excited for it an hour later it's just how i am just excitable by sex (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and did you find like a new kind of lease of life because obviously before the amputation you were very depressed up until the point that you found that you was going you you were going to have the operation so did you kind of find like your mood improved and you were kind of more sexually active and more excited maybe than before uh n- no because i've never even when i've been at my lowest I've always enjoyed having sex. Oh, really? Yeah. The only oh. the, the difference is now is that I don't get cramp. Like my leg, my calf. <laughs> was, like my calf was that tight before. It was like it was close to snapping, and more than ten seconds in any my legs stuck in any position just cramped. Whereas it's now, it's worse, is there than cramp during sex? It, it's a real horrible. mood killer, isn't it? It really is. But uh, yeah, now I don't have that cramp, so it's easier. <laughs> God, you're bloody unstoppable now. I try to be, but but I just do as I'm told, basically. That's That's the best way to be when you're a husband, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's easier that way, and I always say, as long as as long as I make her happy, that's that's the main main goal. Then the rest of it's just extra fun. Well, that's good. That's good that you still feel like that after ten years. That's lovely. I just uh, yeah, it's one of them. I can't believe that she's been married to me for this long. So, so I, I don't take anything for granted. So she comes first. Aww. Literally and metaphorically. I try. I try. <laughs> I try my hardest. <laughs> That's so cute. That's so sweet. That yeah. is. I was going to ask you, because um, I wasn't aware of like your marital situation. Um, I know you had a partner, but I didn't know like length of time and things like that. And one of the things that I'd written down was about um, have you been fetishized since having the amputation? Because I know that it's like a thing and people in like disabled um, communities and like amputee communities are very heavily fetishized. And it's usually women, but I didn't know whether it was like a thing with men as well. It's something I haven't Googled, to be honest. Oh. I don't know. I've don't been know googling what. all sorts this week. I w- like don't look <laughs> at my history because it's absurd. Most of mine is just weird stoner stuff. <laughs> just, just, yeah, I don't know. Something I got to think of. It depends how skint I get, really. 
Like, it's the really, only fans. It, yeah, if it got really bad, like I had a friend that sold underwear online. Oh like, yeah, and oh, we've all sold that, underwear online, Stuart. Well, I, I, if men have, I would. I'd be surprised who wants men's pants. They, they do. Oh, they that's do. Disgusting. That's disgusting. And like I shoes and things like that. Well, there's like a gay audience, isn't there? Yeah, so, I was going to say it's always oh, to it's always to other men. It's never yeah. to women. I don't think women are buying men's underpants. No, no. That's, what I, that's what I was thinking, but no, I didn't think I mean, about it. Depends who it is. I mean, is there anyone that you would buy their underpants? What a man! Yeah, Alexander Skarsgård, but that's like a proper reach. <laughs> would it be like memorabilia, or would it be like oh no, it's like material? Yeah, I'd be, I'd put them on my face. <laughs> And just lay in bed. Oh, that's that's savage. (laughs) Okay, so savage. Moving on. (laughs) But what do you want me to do? Lie? I'm not going to lie on my own podcast. No, well, you shouldn't. And you should tell people. And I think if women want to buy underwear. Yeah, and it's Alexander Skarsgård. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm fully here for it. What about you? Oh, mate, I'd fucking buy a Brett Goldstein sweat. There's nothing I wouldn't buy for that man. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. What about you, Stu? Is there any men that you'd buy the underwear of? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I was that Wayne Klein, I'd probably go Tom Hardy because the dude loves oh. dogs. He can act. He looks like he's always tattoos. He seems like a kind dude. But yeah. Yeah, yeah that's all the qualities that I like him in as well. <laughs> oh, I love Tom Hardy. <laughs> I love Tom Hardy. Yeah, I always hear like really out there stories about Tom Hardy, like how like a woman was getting her like bag robbed in the street and then he just was walking by and just started like beating the crap out of them and like saved her. <laughs> like as just a just as Tom Hardy, not in like a film. And you like, just think, that, wow. He's hard, like I, I know he does Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Is he? Yeah, so, so I, I wouldn't be fucking God, with Tom I bet Hardy. He's just either. like dotting around being sexy and like tough. Yeah, and being nice. And being nice, yeah. Yeah. I actually saw Tom Hardy once. I don't know if you remember, but I'm sure I messaged you. He was filming some sort of scene for Spider-Man in Bishop Stalford High Street post Mm, office. Yeah. And I was, like, (laughs) hanging around with my six-month-old daughter. (laughs) Just, you know, maybe we'd lock eyes, maybe we'd fall in love. Yeah, and he'd take one look at your baby and be like, (laughs) Yeah, no, thanks. Nah. <laughs> with that baggage <laughs> yeah yeah so um we've been seeing each other ever since <laughs> well you've been seeing him i've been seeing him everywhere he goes ever since <laughs> yeah okay right okay we've got some questions for you yeah that hopefully you've been preparing answers to i have i have <laughs> okay. i bet your wife's been like what the fuck are you doing have you gone to her to help for help? Uh, no, because none of the stories are about her. No. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's kind of good in a way. Yeah. Because yeah, because after the questions, it makes sense when you see the questions. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of. She got intrigued when I was looking at the sexiest song. She was having. She was a bit intrigued. Intrigued. Like, I've never heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, no, no, I just, yeah, because none of the stories involved her. So. Yeah, well, I think that's best. I think that's safest. When you're talking about, like, the worst sex you've ever had, if it is your wife, you yeah. would do well to never mention that, I would say. Mm. I'd be well to live in the house. Well, yeah, I mean, we would like you to stay married for a few more years yet. Yes, 
we're about bringing people together <laughs> yeah, not, on this podcast. <laughs> not about splitting up marriages we don't yeah. need those kinds of lawsuits <laughs> okay so question one what is the worst sex you've ever had so this was back when i was about 1920 um i used to drink a lot and smoke a lot so a lot of the time i didn't really know what was going on and this wasn't this this lady's fault i don't remember her name it wasn't her fault but i just remember i was really high and we started the first minute i was like, okay and then just like that my brain just goes I wonder what pigeons sound like if they were if they had like a spanish accent <laughs> something around something ridiculous and then my brain went the whole way through I don't know how long it was, and I just thought was thinking about these pigeons. Or, and I was oh just, my god! So like, and it's just, and I, I think, and it, it finished. And I was, I was like, I didn't really enjoy that because I was too busy. Thinking, too busy wondering whether pigeons spoke Spanish. Do you think it's a location thing? Do you think South End pigeons are Spanish? Do you think it's a whole <laughs> pigeon thing, or is it like regional? I generally think this just in general, just sat in my garden when my mind goes, I if wonder if dogs in Spain sound different to dogs from Wales. <laughs> like they barks. Um and I just remember <laughs> some obscure floor and it just took me away, so far away from what was happening that I just managed to to finish what we were doing and then I, yeah, it I kind of ruined it for myself. But it wasn't at, her at fault. climax, were you like, Yeah, they're definitely <laughs> fucking Spanish? <laughs> Hola! <laughs> I hope so. I don't think I did. But I really wish I did. <laughs> but yeah, so my, my kind of stone of thoughts got in the way of a good time. Okay, so is that like a thing that normally happens when you're stoned, or do you think maybe that you know the person you was with might have been a little bit boring? Also. I think I think with the mixture of the alcohol and the weed, and I, I just floated away. Like, it just happened. I don't think it was her fault. I I don't I don't really remember what. You don't think she inspired like. the thought? I wonder if pigeons Spanish. No, I was more thinking. Like, I feel sorry for you because you just. <laughs> to this is a pity like, fuck. Yeah, like, I'm, oh, I'm really, like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Like, but yeah, I felt bad. But yeah, that's it. Was it wasn't even her fault. I just remember it so. It was literally the worst. Not even the most embarrassing for me. I've had far more embarrassing, but that was the worst because it just, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine it really did throw you off. (laughs) Anyone has thought that, like having sex with either of us, like thinking, like, I wonder if fucking penguins have knees or something like that. Probably, probably every single time someone has sex with me, I'm yeah, pretty boring. Yeah, I don't like, I have drifted away before. You know, when you're thinking, like, I really need to get more Marmite. <laughs> yeah, well, do you know what, weirdly, like, I've, in my life, I've had, like, birds of all kinds, like, following me around and, like, trolling me my whole life. So it really wouldn't surprise me if someone was put off from having sex with me because they were too busy thinking about pigeons, a.k.a. rock doves. <laughs> Which I found out their their real names rock dove says pigeons yeah pigeons that peddle in the rock dove thing not not everyone else everyone else is just calling them pigeons um so yeah I mean probably God I'd hate to think what people are thinking when they're having sex with me 
I try not to think about that as much as possible. God, now I'm going to be so in my head. Oh my God. Now and then I'm going to be one of those women that's like, what are you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right. What's your most embarrassing sex moment? Um, So apart from the the kind of obvious, I couldn't get it up or finish it in 30 seconds because it, it happens to any dude. I don't care who they are. Hey, or, listen, I don't think there's anything wrong. I actually take that as a compliment. That's my, that is the biggest compliment if someone finishes like in, in, in a matter of seconds. Yeah. A lot of the not, get, not getting it up thing is like. Yeah, it's not a thing. Well, yeah, that's either because you're drunk or yeah. because they're in love with you. Yeah. You've even hyped it up so much. So, yeah, it is a massive. It's flattery, I think, when women. Yeah, experience man's. Yeah, I think it's worse for the men than it is for the women. Yeah, oh, it's so bad. It is. It's just. <laughs> it's just horrible. But like after all of them, it was more like. Just remember the first time I was caught. Well, uh, one of my ex's mums. She pulled us downstairs and she, she told us off basically for being noisy. And I'd never in. I'd never had that before, so I found that really embarrassing. Uh, oh I look back God. now. I look back now and just laugh. Like it's funny. What, she like called a family meeting and was like, if you're going to fuck, can you just keep it down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But basically, they were South African and I, she has such a good accent, the way she says it. And like, she didn't look threatening, but she sounded it because of the accent. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I just remember being, being really embarrassed. But I, yeah, I don't embarrass that easily. I just, it is what it is. That is embarrassing. That's never happened to me. Has that happened to you? Oh, I've had that, yeah. Have you? What, yeah. when someone's been like, can you... Yeah, my my first boyfriend's mum. Oh my god! Like the next day was like, Charlie, when you stay over, do you mind being a bit quieter? And I was like, <laughs> Oh my god! Did you be like, sorry, yes, but, but your son's dick is absolutely <laughs> ten out of ten, chef kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I- no, I just ran out. <laughs> Never saw him again. I won't, don't worry, Mrs. Lucas. I will not be staying here ever again. It was. It's horrible. It is embarrassing. Yeah. Oh but God. it's not my worst. It's not my most embarrassing moment, which is really depressing. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, that has happened to me. Okay. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so three, <laughs> three. What is your sexiest song? So I'll start like. I love cliche and I love right says Fred I'm too sexy. Simple, <gasps> simply he because, was my first crush yeah. ever. It's only because it's the amount of things that he's sexier than. It's too, <laughs> it's sexy. too sexy like, for sure. It's like Japan. The whole of Japan, the dude can't go, he's too sexy. He's the car. entire the entirety of Japan, he just can't step in. Yeah, he's banned because he's uh, in the small. Yeah, and it's just, so that's a cliche one. Tenacious D double team. Oh, yes. Because he's not fuck her gently, which is obvious and awesome. I fucking love that as well. I love Double Team because it's just fucking funny. It's just so many funny bits. Um, (laughs) But then I'm kind of, it's more music for the mood. So when I was younger, I'd put on more like Bang Called 100 Reasons. Yeah. Because it was was never too heavy. I could concentrate to it. And, <laughs> there were no uh, pigeon thoughts there. Yeah, and it weren't too emo. I mean, can you imagine if you were putting on 
Feed the birds. Tuppence a pound. From like Mary Poppins, where she's like fucking feeding the birds in Trafalgar Square. Or Nelly Furtado. I'm like a bird. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not allowed to sing that. Copyright. Yeah. Um, um, but there's, there's a couple of inc- there's a couple of the incubus ones that um aqueous transmission, I think it is. But it's just really like melodic with like Japanese sounding kind of strings in it and it's just yeah, like that. Yeah. But I'm kind of I'm I'm more of the mood. Sometimes it's heavy metal, like sometimes it can be slayer because it's got like a fast beat to it and you can go to the beat if, if you're strong enough. I, don't know, I know a lot of men aren't. He's strong. But, yeah, well, you know, we're not all Stuart's. I mean, grey, are we? So. I, I can't do it. It's just, it's just, it was more like you, you try to match the drum beat of Slayer because you knew it was good. Yeah. But, I had a situation, I think I spoke about it on Hardcore Listing once, where I was having sex to like really sexy sort of like goffy music. And then on that playlist, and I don't know what it was doing there, was the theme tune to Fraggle Rock. <laughs> And you just think, like, what do you do? Do you stop or do you just carry on? Oh, stop. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. No. And so. <laughs> it was so horrific and it has stuck with me forever. Because this guy was so like. <laughs> he was so like gothy and emo, like. <laughs> He had a skinhead and he wore like a wife beater and he had like <laughs> eyeliner. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what he was even doing there. Okay. So you're so thinking... it's all like sensual and like fucking cradle of filth. And then it was <laughs> Fraggle Rock. So you're thinking about Fraggle Rock. Mm. You two are thinking about rock doves. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I sense the theme here mm. and it's rocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Oh, what a night! What a nightmare! I hate that, and I think about it often as well. Like I'm when I'm like washing the dishes, and you know when you're just thinking, "Oh god, this is so embarrassing." Just on a normal like Tuesday, washing the dishes, that comes back to me and haunts me. (laughs) It's so cringy, and I can't. And I would hate for it to ever happen again. (laughs) <laughs> I just know that Fraggle Rock theme tune is going to be in there somewhere. Oh my God, that is horrible. I don't even add it to a mix just in case, you know. Why would you even have that on your... Oh, I love a fucking theme tune. What Fraggle Rock, though? It's a, it's a banger. It's a banger <laughs> when you're not being banged. It's great. It's really cheery and wonderful. But not when you're fucking... <coughs> fucking... <laughs> Well, when I was younger, we used to sing an alternative version of Fraggle Rock. Okay. <laughs> Is there an alternative? Well, yeah, it's like a rude version. Did you not sing that? Do you oh. know what I mean? No. Please. <laughs> you have the mic, madame. Please step up. I'm all on my own now. God, well, I, I don't know the words. I have to fucking sing it now. I'm like dancing hairs away. <laughs> Worries for another day. What's yours? I really hope someone listening is like, <laughs> we used to sing that too. Okay. Down at Fraggle Rock. Yeah. <laughs> grab a Fraggle Bicecock. <laughs> Swinging round and round. <laughs> oh my God. No. Maybe that's what he 
mean, there's three of us in this room and it's two of us are saying, no, I only know the original. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yourself. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what have you done that made you feel like the kinkiest person ever? I, I really struggled with this one because I've never had that self-confidence to even try and do that. Like, I've never had it. So it wasn't usually till maybe like a minute into it and then I'd get the mood and then I'd kind of go from there and I'd try different things. But it was never like, I could never plan to be to do that. And so it's like, never like premeditated kinkiness. It was just in the moment. Yeah, so I could never had that confidence. And then I was at uni, I worked in one of the bars and I was like, it was a ladies' night. And I was oh, like, you know what? Like, but you're eating live. I'll, yeah, I didn't know this, so <laughs> I thought I'll, I'll do this. It'll be nice. Like, <laughs> like I earn some more money, and then the manager gave me hundred quid to do it without any pants on. I was like, I, I don't care. Go on, let's do it. But I didn't realize how many women would grope me, like, and be like filth. Like some, and some of them were like in their fifties. I'm like, Jesus, my mum's your age, motherfucker. I dare you. <laughs> And it's just like, oh and, but I thought I'd feel really kinky because I'm walk, I'm, I'm a topless waiter. I got, I mean, yeah. I weren't, I weren't ripped, but I was high. I had confidence. I'd walk around with these shots, and it was horrible. It was just, and that kind of just put me off as well. I was like, I ain't doing that again. Oh and everyone, it's one of them. Okay, so I embarrassed myself. I didn't do it, so I'd wait till the moment, and then okay, now I can do this, 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 whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of a boring answer, but yeah, it's kind of. The answer, the answer of a man with, that had Women no are terrible when they get together. Oh, I didn't oh, realise. Yeah. It's like, I did two years earlier, we did another ladies' night, uh, me and two bouncers from the student union. We danced to Beyonce single ladies in the one-piece swimming outfit. Um, and we learnt the dance on the day. Oh, my God. And we knew there was going to be like 300 ladies there. And it was all, I think it was for breast cancer. And it would, before it'd be funny, he told us to go on at eight, come back at nine, come back at ten. Well, that time we're hammered, we're stoned, we're drunk. And the man before us was on Britain's Got Talent as a stripper. But obviously, on Britain's, Britain's Got Talent, he didn't get out his fucking trench, drug, what do you call it, trunction. It was fucking huge. <laughs> okay. And we just looked at each other and we went, what, well, socks? It's got to be socks. If they've just seen that, <laughs> we can't, like, we're not expecting to be that big. We need, we need to make yeah. a good serve ourselves. And that was good. Like, like we did the dancing, and like there was no like none, none of the groping. So I thought, oh, the second one won't be as bad. And yeah, it was just they were dirty. It was. <laughs> it was it, they are uh, unreal. Have you watched uh, it, uh, the program with? Um, it was on Sky with Michelle Keegan, a comedy. Brassic. You watch that? Oh, Where, I've oh, watched a bit of Brassic. I've seen that. I, only the first season, I think. There's a scene where one of them, don't know what season it is, but he has to be a stripper at a ladies' night. And he come in and the, the old ladies, and the quote they use is some, I think it's along the lines of, the old ladies are fucking violent and feral. Like, <laughs> like it's like, this reminds me of that night in Varsity. Yeah. yeah I, just, I, I can believe it. I, I've worked the bar on like many a night and there was like ladies nights where I've worked in various places and honestly it is like it's, it is feral 
it is. I don't understand how women just go from like, because when they come in, they're like, just here for a night out with the girls. I'll have half a rosé, please. And then by the end of it, they're like fucking dishing out blowjobs. It's fucking insane. Yeah, it, yeah, it, just, it shocked me. Yeah, yeah but then I've seen that, like my own it. sister is like massively into strippers and like I'm not really there for it I'll go because out of solidarity but she fucking loves a stripper mm. oh. yeah yeah she does yeah my cousin was the same yeah Love the stripper. I'm not they, it, it's cringy yeah. Like, I find it really cringy. I'm to, like, me, to me, you're, you're paying to get turned on and then you can't do fuck all about it. So you, yeah. pay 30, you get 30 quid to think you're going to have sex because she's really good at her job. Yeah. And you leave all of those and excited to a room that's full of men. But for me, that's the best bit. Like, I just think, like, if there were, like, men's strip clubs, which there really aren't very many, like, male strip clubs, are there? I don't know any. I don't know any. But that would be the best case scenario because you'd get to see like Dick and then you don't have to ever see them again. <laughs> no? I'm, if I wanted to see Dick. I mean, I can I can, I can get on my phone and see yeah, Dick, just but then they want you to like commu- communicate. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's fucking tons of Dick. <laughs> but like, it's the like carefreeness of it and not having to commit to anything, but men in strip clubs I used to work on a, a bar in a strip club and they used to be like obsessed with these women and you just think you could just see boobs and then go home why are you waiting around from to mm. accept your marriage proposal you could just see boobs and then leave mm. it's wild isn't it I'm more simple-minded though like if men see boobs and then they're dancing all sexually men yeah. are just like yeah sex but yeah. I, I just I don't get it. Like I've been, I went on my stag do, I've been on other stag do's, and it's just the ones in. I went to ones in Hamburg, and my mate's stag do, and they were like half men, half women dancers. Oh, which, okay. Which I didn't mind. It didn't bother me. I wasn't looking at the men dance. I'm watching yeah. the ladies dance. And like they got my mate involved, the stag like shame around his neck, walk crawling around like a dog, pulling oh, wax no. on him, um, and all to <laughs> Ramstein do hast. And oh, I love, oh, love Ramstein, though, isn't it? But I love Ramstein, and, and now mm. every time I listen to it, I see <laughs> ass, just flopping around, just like, all happy with wax on him. I'm like, motherfucker. Oh no, <laughs> ruined it. <laughs> yeah, it's just not for me. So I'd, I'd rather not spend thirty quid to get turned on. And then yeah, well, there's a strip club. Well, there was a strip club in South End that I went to, and obviously South End's one of the most tragic. I mean, places you can't on call that a strip club. It was a strip club. It was a, a pub where women happened to be naked. There was n- they, that removed all sexiness from anything for me. It was the it was really sad. Yeah, it hurt my heart to be yeah. present in that place. Honestly, yeah, a lot of men would like that if they're comfortable in a pub. Like it was just so dire, and like I am all for women stripping and making money off of men. Like I couldn't be more clear about that. But this was like where strippers went to die, and it was so horrible, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it was literally that. There was a woman there who introduced herself as Jaffa Cakes, (laughs) and obviously I'm like Jaffa Cakes. Why do people call you Jaffa Cakes? Which he obviously wanted to be asked. And it was because she had 
like really big brown nipples. And I was like, oh, babe. I call them burger nips. <laughs> I, I know, but Jaffa cake sounds much yeah. nicer than burger nips. She's, no one's going around going, hi, I'm burger nips, are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she was going around saying, hi, I'm Jaffa cake. I mean, Lisa, Jaffa was, cake has more nutritional value. Because of the orange. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, a, it was a pound in a jar. Oh, that's what I hated most about it. And I was it. like, why are we even here? Oh, yeah, it was a pound in a jar. I was yeah. with my brother and I was with my boyfriend. And we were in there because his my boyfriend's brother, who is horrendous. Who is horrendous. He um was on a date. Well, he was seeing someone, came to this strip club, and he, he wanted to come to it. So we met him there and I was like, I really, like, I really didn't want to be there. And the strippers were all like, oh, you don't have to pay. And your boyfriend doesn't have to give any money in because we don't charge Couples. men when yeah. they're with their partners. I was just like, oh, my God, this place is so sad. I was like, take this 20 quid. Yeah. Charge them more. Here's 20 pounds. <laughs> Go and get a coffee. Have a couple of hours. And I don't want to be patronising, but it was really it was really sad. It made me feel so sad. Yeah, it's the backdrop of it that is the problem. Like the strip clubs that I have worked in have been a little bit like sexy, a little bit opulent, you know, whatever. But like this backdrop was fucking depressing. Yeah. Well, the guy behind the bar who was also the bar manager, I recognised. And I was like, oh, hi, I recognise you. And he was like, oh, yeah. Did you used to go to the Alex like a few years ago? Oh, yeah. He was like, yeah, I used to be like an up-and-coming DJ and now I'm just stuck here. And he was like very much like, I wish I was dead. Yeah. So the whole place was like the most depressing. <laughs> yeah, it tragic. had like a really old man vibe in there. And that's what that's what did it for me in that place is that like women were like busting their backs, trying to earn some coin, and men were sitting there reading the sun eating some fucking KP peanuts. That's what bothered me most about it. Like, if you're going to go to a strip club, at least, like, take in the scenery of mm. boobs. Pay attention to the women. Yeah, but they're just, like, flicking through the fucking, like, oh. sports section. That's what I can't. I can't. Yeah, it was tragic. But you're a stripper. Yeah. You were a stripper. Male stripper. <laughs> yeah. Dancer. Sorry, you've been Topless sexualized. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so number five, who is the worst person you can think of and who is the sexiest person? So the, the worst, <laughs> so many people have come in my mind. And then the other night, so I'm sat in my garden, just having a smoke, just staring at stars. I'm like, pretty Patel. <sighs> because it would be like fucking a hate robot. She's just a robot of hatred to to women, to to, to everyone that yeah. isn't that isn't her. And it's like it'd be like literally every time you like every every noise she made would just be like I hate immigrants or like something hateful. Mm. Um, yeah. And I, I couldn't think. I still can't think of anything worse at the moment. Really. Yeah. Well, no one who hates people that much can like themselves. So you know she even hates herself, and there's nothing worse. Mm. I, I, kind of, I kind of think she's. She, I don't think she cares. I don't think. I don't think like. You none can't of them love do. yourself. You can't she hate has, people the way you hate people and love yourself. You can't. It's she has no emotions about anything. She doesn't care really. about even her. Like, there's nothing. There's just yeah. nothing there. She like, she represents so many like, like people that are suppressed. Yeah, and you just think. Every time someone's like, women can't do anything. And they're like, well, look at Pretty Patel. She's my mama. And you just think you're representing she's going, us. Yeah, women are shit. <laughs> she's like, they're just being a fucking cunt. <laughs> yeah. And I just, that's that's who's representing women and people of colour. People of colour. Yeah. yeah. Just, oh, my God, she's the fucking worst, isn't she? She's the worst. Did you see that thing the other day with um, those, like, sh- oh, I think they were like students or like they were very young, where they like basically managed to get into this little conference thing. And as soon yeah. as Pretty Patel started talking, each one of them stood up and they were like, Pretty Patel, we think you're a massive prick. But obviously they worded it a lot better than that. <laughs> but that's basically what they were saying. And like awesome. literally one by one and they just all got dragged <laughs> out. But then as soon as one got dragged out, another one would stand up and be like, <laughs> don't you think what you're doing it is being awesome. a massive end?" And then, yeah, it was, I love that. That was so yeah, cool. It was really cool. I like that. I just wonder how she sleeps at night. Because I do one thing that is mildly inconveniencing another human being and I fucking rack myself with guilt. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm constantly apologising for things that people have done to me. So. Yeah. And I, I feel bad when I love my daughter too much and then okay. there is fucking Pretty Patel just fucking dying around <laughs> being the worst. Yeah, so Pretty Patel yeah. is your worst. Okay. Yeah. 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 Who's your um, sexiest? I'm gonna go with like an old one. It's like Hayley Williams from Paramore. Because like when oh, they yeah. first come out, I was like 19, 20. And I remember going to see him at Wedding Festival. This sounds pervy, but we woke <laughs> we kind of woke up from our afternoon nap to go and watch Paramore on the way on the main stage. We didn't care about the music, just to see Hayley Williams. Um yeah, she's fit. Mm. Yeah, and like in yeah, even though she's got older, she still looked quite hot. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's very cool. Yeah, just funky hair. It's like the hair, like ladies with funky hair, like when they express themselves through hair colors. And my wife does it; she's pink at the moment, I think. So I, I like that. It, it yeah. kind of show, it shows a confidence, and, and obviously, confidence can be attractive. So, oh yeah, absolutely. I think there's nothing sexier than someone who can express themselves. Mm. Oh yeah, it's my favorite thing ever. If yeah. someone's being them, 
yeah it's like really sexy yeah 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 it's the best version of someone when they're confident they're they're them they're them the best version of themselves so so yeah it's a good thing yeah i always think that about juliette lewis you know juliette lewis the The actress and singer yes yeah yeah i i don't know if she's conventionally pretty as you would say but because she's so just she just is cool and sexy and fun like she just has this like sexuality about her that you just can't even if she's not really your thing you just kind of love it yeah so so she's she's not the cliche most attractive woman in the world but yeah with, with that confidence in her music but i find it more in the music when I, if, if you're watching her perform, I don't know what the band are called, but, but if you watch her perform, like she looks confident, which then makes her look yeah. hotter. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely. I think that goes for men as well, because like, I mean, I have a few like guys that I find sexually attractive that wouldn't be conventionally handsome. You like know, who? like Dick Valentine. Uh-huh. There's something about that man, and we've seen him in, in the flesh. Mm. <laughs> um and and there is something very very sexy about Dick Valentine, isn't there? Yeah, but is he conventionally handsome? Probably not. Mm. Yeah, I always find like non-binary and like trans yeah. women really sexy, or like just trans people in gen in general. Yeah, because you know that they're being themselves because you wouldn't pretend to be trans because yeah. you'll get killed in the street. Yeah. But so yeah, I always find that kind of really like sexy. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. But that's that is just because the baseline yeah. is they're just being themselves. And I fucking love that. Yeah. Like I yeah. love that bravery and that like coolness. Yeah. It is hot, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice as well. It's fresh because you know it's something pure rather than yeah, rather than something else. It's yeah. nice. Yeah, like why? Why are people trying to be the same thing? Like I don't, I don't. Um, I've never understood that. I've, but, I've, like when I was younger, like when you're younger, I think you try to be mm. unless unless you just have that strength in you to just do whatever you want. But like as I've got older, like I wear the same clothes all the time, like same style of clothes, same trainers. I wear hoodies, shorts, and bands. That's pretty much it. It's like because I'm comfortable, especially with like my leg out, I feel comfortable. That makes me then carry myself with more confidence, which yeah. which even my wife has says, oh, you look more attractive at the moment because obviously you're not trying to kill yourself. You're, you're, you're happy. And, yeah. And you are yeah. very like out there with that. I think like there are people that have, um, been through similar sort of experiences to you that would find it easier to cover themselves up and not present that to the world. But what I've found in your Instagram posts, which I find most sort of um, inspiring and sexy, really, is that you're just like, this is my body. This is what my body looks like now. And I go about my life. There's a picture of you in a kilt. And man, that is like fucking boner alert. That is 10 I, out of 10. I, would recommend to a friend. I got some love for the kilt. So it, was my, it was a friend's wedding and it was uh, an Indian reception. For like half, half people Indian. And, and the younger Indians who were wearing like kind of their traditional dress 
We're yeah. loving it because yeah. I'm not Scottish, but my dad's Scottish, and a kill teaser to wear over a prosthetic because if I want to take it off, I can just lift yeah. my skirt. Uh, but some of the older Indians kind of didn't really get it. And I think it was a mixture of the kilt and my leg, like yeah. in one kind of go. But so I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to please anyone. The kilt was more convenient than anything else. And then I realised I put it on. I was like, "That's so good." Like, yeah. I never, never yeah. want to wear Wait, trousers a kilt, again. A kilt for anyone, I is just yes. It's a yeah. yes, isn't it? That's the thing. And, like you wore something that you felt more comfortable in. Yeah, and yeah. smashed it because we were. Happy with that. Yeah. Thank you. We like that. Have you seen this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I look nicer with the, like, the T-shirt, the kilt on my trainers, or in my shirt and the flat cap, because I'm more comfortable in the trainers. Like, yeah, I think it was just seeing you yeah, feel comfortable you just that look, was what yeah. was sexy about it, I think. Because, you just, yeah, you just yeah. look great because you're yeah. just being you and wearing what you wanted to wear. Like, that's, that's the coolest. That's I tell the kids. Like I tell the kids the same. My son, we went to Dudley Zoo for his birthday last two years ago, and he wore his Elsa dress oh. with his Air Jordans on and a pair of shorts underneath and a t shirt and a crown. Sick. And like, yeah. I'm walking around, and I see, I see people staring because of what he's wearing. And I'm just like, every ounce of me wants to go and smack him in the mouth. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't give a shit. My son's really happy, so I don't care. Yeah. Like, that's the same as my daughter. She goes, no, she was Batman, Spider-Man. Yeah. Fucking. And I think it's seeing people be themselves that makes you feel like you can be yourself. So even if the parents were a bit like, that's a boy in a dress, the children that were with them will see someone being authentic and feel that they can be more authentic too. And I think that's really, really important. Yeah, and kids just don't notice shit like that. Like, that's why I love kids because... It's only their pe- the parents that inflict those kinds of prejudice and judgment against other kids, isn't it? Like, kids just accept other kids for what they are. Like, they never question anything. It's yeah. the parents always. And I just, I love that. Like, there was, I found my leg. So I found with my leg that kids, parents are the ones stopping kids asking questions. I'm like, but why are you stopping asking questions for? Because... You can't teach them about this because you're not an amputee. Or yeah. you might not know an amputee. Whereas kids come up to me and ask questions. Like my daughter thinks my leg got stuck in the mud. And that's why my legs are. <laughs> she's only three and a half. And I don't know how long she's going to believe that for. But yeah. Like she asks questions. The kids in the playground ask me, is it a robot leg? Um, what happened to the rest of my leg? And it's like they ask questions so they'll be educated. Whereas yeah. an ad- an adult would just stare at me and I'll just have to eyeball them back and smile yeah. because I, I, I want to shout and I want to moan, but there's no point. There's, there's worse things in the world than someone staring at me. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're the ones that feel uncomfortable, aren't they, at the end yeah. of the day? They make out like you should feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like, really, they're the ones that are uncomfortable and you just think, go on then. It's yeah. So, so and there good. is nothing sicker than like someone being like, that is a robot leg. I feel embarrassed. I've got two legs. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, no, I, if I could have a robot. Fair. Yeah. I you, mean, yeah. I mean, now I've got this sick scar. You I got, feel instantly yeah. cooler. I'm called Mr. Robot Leg Man in the playground. Yeah, it's Mr. fucking Robert. sick. It's like, proper I've always sick. Got my, 
I've always got my headphones in, so I can never hear anybody. I would only take one out when the kids talk because I've got anxiety around big crowds and I yeah. don't like it. And I take one out and I just to hear them say it or ask me a stupid question. It makes me so happy. Yeah. And it's my like, dad used to be called Cardigan Man, and that was really fucking so embarrassing for like me. I like Cardigan Man. Uh, because right? he always wore cardigans. And, like, I mean, in the 90s, that was very embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he just wore cardigans. He didn't have like a robot leg, which would have been cooler. <laughs> he was just a man that wore cardigans and banged everyone else's wives. So you know, well, well there is that. My dad was never there, so no, you yeah. know, yours was the invisible man. Mine was cardigan <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyway. We're going around the houses. Yeah. And the reason we asked you why, uh, who was your hottest and who was your worst is because we want to ask you, Stu, um, would you rather fuck a live Preeti Patel or a, a freshly dead Hayley Williams? Live Preeti Patel. I, I can't go weird. I, I can't. You'd I still can't. rather fuck a live Preeti Patel. Could you live with yourself knowing that you've had sex with Preeti Patel? Oh no! I'd have to go into mushrooms. No, just every day, just <laughs> just mushrooms. I, Would you I'd go... not rather suffer the? I had sex with a dead person. I mean, she's oh. freshly dead. She's still warm. She's consented to it. There's n- it's all above board. She's died at, at just the moment oh. of, um, you know. I couldn't. No, it's Do because. It'd be like sleeping with like a bag of spuds. That, that's a whole. I mean, so would be. Yeah, but pretty Patel. Yeah, but like at least it'd be like, like I could be, I could go a bit rougher because I hated her. Whereas <laughs> I mean, Hayley Williams is dead. She's not gonna say anything. That's, that's like fucking a sex doll, and, and that's never. I, I, I just don't get it, but. It's just, it, yeah. it seems to be a clear divide between men and women here because women mm. are saying I'd fuck someone dead than someone I hated alive. Yeah, and yeah. men are very much like yeah. I've never seen You're a disgusting. dead body. How yeah. could you? I think it's because if I was asleep with a dead woman, I'm going into her. Do you think that's like, what it is? Do you think it's the actual like action of penetration that's the issue? Yeah, because I it would just be you. Humping a dead corpse. I I imagine that's what sex with Pretty Patel would be like anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Like I reckon she's got some fire in her. Like there's that much hatred. It's got to come out somewhere. Like like violently. Yeah, like, in a political stance, that's where it comes out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, I'd still rather Pretty Patel. I I could I just I go live on mushrooms and go to a different dimension. Wow. <laughs> I'm shocked to the fucking core, mate. <laughs> Judging you right now. Yeah. Well. <laughs> This interview is over. (laughs) (laughs) Recording ended. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Wow. That's that's not gone the way we wanted it to go. No. We always try and coax people into sleeping with dead people. It's like our thing. It's like it's our thing. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I mean, yeah. that is really all I have to say. To you. <laughs> how, how long have we been going? How long have we been going? Uh, Let's have a, look. a little under an hour. A little under an hour. Well, I've got some news then. Okay. Okay. So, Hang on. the news, Charlie, Nina. 
Yeah. Okay. So the other day, you might like to hear this. Um, the other day I said to you about penises. Uh, I know we talk a lot about penises, but I said to you, I put it to you, Mr. Speaker, that penises are shaped the way they are to scrape out semen. Hmm. Right. Okay. And you were like, what? No, that can't be right. I was like, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> you said that was a lie. And I've done a little bit of a peep into it. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you that penises are shaped that way because of this. Scientists believe penises have evolved to become a tool with a ridge to remove semen of love rivals. So that is, that is why penises are the shape they are. Okay, and so they can scoop out. This is the this is the scientific term. They can scoop out ninety percent of semen in one thrust. Yeah, but penises aren't shaped like a spoon. No, they're not. But they're ridged to create a vacuum and a pull to oh, remove semen. Okay, like a plunger going kind of, in there. Kind of like a plunger. Yeah, uh, but depth is important. Uh, a three-quarter thrust can only remove 40% of semen. So you have to proper get in there. Fucking smash it. But the reason penises are shaped the way they are is to remove semen of love rivals. What say you, Stuart Fleming Gray? Oh, that's fucking disgusting. It's made me look at sex differently. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's a good thing. It's only because like, in the past there was... About 20 again. And there was one girl who, like me and my mate and another dude. And, oh, of and, course, them. Um, this is, this is hard. Like, it were a foursome. It was, she, she, like, she get bored. It's, like, it's kind of like a rotor. So a couple of weeks she would do, like, Ryan, a couple of weeks she with John. And it was weird. Like, Wait, she's was, got this down. Right. Okay. But, yeah. But now, but now hearing that, I'm like, now, in my head, I'm just imaging my mate who was, was there kind of before me. Yeah. Yeah. I might ring him after this and inform him of this because it's <laughs> oh yeah. Just by the way, whilst you yeah. were banging all of these people. Okay, so if a woman was to have sex with like multiple men, mm. one after the other, the one with the biggest penis mm. has got the most chance of getting her pregnant. Yes. Yeah, because he can. Or the one with the most spoon shaped. Well, it's not spoon shaped, but I suppose the length and the depth play into this. So the curve. If he can reach further in, it just sort of like goes in and then sucks out. That's just horrible. I mean, do you just carry on banging? Is this a contraceptive we haven't touched upon? Look, science, science doesn't add up. The science doesn't add up. Yeah, I I can't. That's that's, that's foul. Listen, I'm not a scientist. I'm just reporting. I'm a reporter. (laughs) I'm not a scientist. You know, women's, like, vaginas are shaped like a curved pipe. That's why men's penises are curve upwards, because that's the... That's if you're lucky. Oh well, no, you can get some that go like that. Yeah, or like that, or like that, like that, like that. Yeah, 
But I suppose it just matters on the head of the penis because if it's like going in, sorry that you have to sit here for this while we're discussing this. Um, but yeah, it, so it goes in and then just draws it out like a sort of. Um, oh, so the like helmet is doing the scraping. Yes, yeah. So it's ridged to. So the wider top. the helmet, yeah, and the more, yeah, then the more sperm you can that you have, yeah, the more sperm you can remove in one thrust. So one thrust will do will remove ninety percent of semen, but depth is important because a three quarter thrust will only remove forty percent. So if you've got a smaller penis, then you can remove less semen. Okay, so. If you have sex, yeah, unprotected, yeah, can you then have sex again to remove the sperm? Well, this is what I thought. Pregnant. This is what this I thought. The I mean, it. I don't need any more encouragement, but this is what I thought. I'd just be like, yeah, keep at it, because science. Well, yeah. Well, there's this. This has been. <laughs> this is a scientist that wants to get laid because he's going around to all the women that have had unprotected sex and going, "I'll help you." Oh no, not yeah. with the morning after pill. Let me just scrape Let me that semen out with my penis and scrape all the semen out. That's what that sounds like. I mean, that's work. rock doves. If all someone over again. like rocked up at my door wearing a scientist coat and was like, "Here's the facts, mate." <laughs> Doesn't sound legit at all <laughs> to me. But I don't make the rules. I'm just report. I'm just reporting on this. I'm just... Thank you for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Stu, for talking to us. Yeah. It's been awesome. Thank you. It's been lovely. Nice. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. It's all good. Thank you. And yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really high at the moment, so yeah, my brain's gone a bit. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> well, hopefully, this will all just be a horrible <laughs> dream. And then you'll wake up in the morning and think, oh, I didn't do that. Yeah. But unluckily for you, it'll be out there for everyone to hear. Yeah. Well, it's a great episode and it sounds great as far as I'm. Yeah. I mean, I'm pissed, so I'm not the best judge. That's but... fun. Thanks. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. It's been great to talk to you. Yeah. Um, and thank you for supporting us. Yeah. And listening to us. And we'll put all your links. We'll put all your links up as yeah. well. So, any Go... sort of mental health charities and. Your Instagram will all be linked on our page. Yeah. Go follow Stu Fleming Gray. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. Mm. 